The Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. When could that possibly happen? Not first Jacksonville, was it? Anyway, that's it. Bottom line bombs, NFL contest picks, circa million four survivor, anything you want to call it. Let's get it going. Play that techno. CJ Sullivan, your man in the box, and these are the Bottom Line Bombs, which is a weekly NFL pick show where I give my five favorite picks for the Circa Millions contest, or any contest there, I guess, against the spread, of course. I use the lines that Circa uses. That's why I reference them. You can check the standings there. CJ Bombs, it's all dictated. Me and my proxy make selections each week, and I give them on to you. They're not my strongest handicap plays if you're new to the show, but they are picks from bits. That's how I make these picks. These bottom line bombs. I look for the narrative in the games, and when the when the bit arises and comes to me, I make the pick based on that. They're for tobacco use only, as I like to say. Um, yeah, picks with bits. We're doing okay with it. You would think it's not a great strategy, but it's just strategy just as good as anyone else's. We were hot for a while. Then we had a disaster. We had a bloodbath uh Two weeks ago, week five, I believe. This is week seven. This is NFL week seven. Yeah, week five was an over. Over five. It was gross. But we bounced back last week, as predicted. Uh, four and one. Four and one last week. So the own five dropped us to 500. Four and one brings us back to three games over 500. So we're uh, we're back on track. I told you we're going to come back on track. Our one loss was uh, Kansas City. Just to recap, that was looking good versus Buffalo until the very end. Until actually, I received a text message from a good friend and terrible person, Bill O'Donnell. He congratulated me on my pick with five minutes to go, like I already won. Couldn't believe it. That's how you get fucking blocked when you celebrate early. All the win probability, ESPN, stat cast, FPIs, whatever, they could have went from Kansas City at 89% to fucking zero right there. And it should have went on a ticker. Oh, Kansas City's win percent just went to zero. Because a man in Chicago, Bill O'Donnell, texted CJ Sullivan, congratulations. Because of that mush text. I ripped my ticket up right there. Rip it up. Not that we have tickets anymore. We have, you know, it's all on the computer, online accounts. But I had to print it out. I went over to Mail and More, printed out my ticket, ripped it up, then went back to watching the game. Paid $3.99 for eight minutes of internet. Well worth it to rip up the ticket in three black and white copies. Yeah. Listeners of the show might recognize that name, Bill O'Donnell, from two weeks ago, where I did call him a terrible human being whose own children hate him, a la Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker's family hates him, all his families. This is much like Bill O'Donnell. And I said that because, you know, he was he, he's a big listener to the show, and he told me um, on my birthday, nonetheless, that uh, my, all my jokes bomb on here because there's no audience. Yeah, I know there's no audience. Uh, like I said, I'm a cross between Jim Rome and Alex Jones here. Screaming, I'm a man in a box. But 
So I got a little defensive. I might have overdone it. I called him a terrible human being. And then he said, and maybe a piece of shit. <clears throat> On the show. Not not polite. And then he he said he, he was listening in the car with his family. And they all heard it. And they laughed, of course. But he didn't like it. He was more embarrassed. So last week, I had to take it back as an apology. You know, because it was a little over the line. But now, I was right to do so. And he is back to being a terrible human being. You know? I was right all along. Can't imagine why his family would hate him. He's forcing him to listen to me on a car ride to basketball practice, by the way. That must be fun for them. A degenerate voice in the car. <laughs> Ranting about Mike Vrabel. Hey, Dak, you put on some fucking, I don't know, Taylor Swift. What did the kids listen to? Anything but this guy screaming about Kansas City. So anyway, he's back to being a terrible person. And, uh, this text was ridiculous, too. Way to go, Kansas City minus two, which means he didn't even bet it. He just listened and, you know, remembered it because they were plus two and a half. He would have known that. He's just a, so he's just a cooler. He's like William H. Macy. Not, no skin. Those are the worst guys. This is, what, this, is why, this is why he is a horrible person. This is what, not to make it personal. This is more of a generalization of people who talk about gambling. And they have no skin in the game, but yet they want to critique your losses. Celebrate your wins early. I mean, that's how you get blocked. You got to be careful of that stuff. I don't know. I was, uh, I've been guilty of that myself, to be honest with you. I get caught in those lips sometimes. I was uh, texting with my buddy, uh, Kevin Bozeman, hilarious comic. He gave me a play, a, a, um, a college play. It's the win total Syracuse under five or four and a half. Oh God, we were hammering it left and right. He loved the play. And if you've been following along, Syracuse is now 6-0. and They might go to the playoffs. They won't. They're, they're having a luck box season. But anyway, I, I texted him like, man, look at Syracuse rolling. He's getting pissed. Like, what the fuck? And I realized, yeah, you're right. Even though I did have money on it and tailed him, I thought I'd joke along. But either way, you still don't want to hear it. You never, ever, ever talk about losses like that because we're like that. So as much as I make fun of uh, – what a horrible, horrible human being Bill was for congratulating me early, preventing me from 5-0. I mean, he is, no doubt about it, the single reason why Kansas City lost. It had nothing to do with Josh Allen jumping over people and throwing an amazing touchdown. But as soon, that text did guarantee Mahomes' interception. Um, anyway, we got a big show. We got, uh, I'll give you my five bottom line bombs for the contest picks this week. That's five against the spread. I'll throw a survivor out there at the end as well. And a man in a box segment. That's becoming a fave of people where I realize I am just a man in a box ranting where it's usually unrelated to, uh, gaming. Although that was kind of a rant right there. It's, uh, against people and how to, how to behave. Teach, teaching people how to behave is pretty fun. Um, so anyway, we have five bombs coming up after this ad read here and uh, man in the box towards the end. So stay tuned. Thank you for NFL. Thank you. What am I talking about? See, I'm already losing my mind. All right. NFL week seven, bottom line bombs. We'll be right back. Win bet. Thinking of joining win bet. Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet. Looking to join win bets, biggest winners club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay and win bet odds wise, get a thousand dollar free bet. Last week's winner was a New York better who hit a 15, what? 156 parlay on all live money lines wagering. He bet 110 
and won 16000 Truly degens only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older present. Present in the state where play through WinBet is available. My favorite part if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. If you have a gambling problem, and like I say every week, you do. You have one. You're listening to me, the man in the box. Bottom line, Bobs, you subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's podcasts out there from Frontline and Nova, you know, teaching you about the world. But you subscribe to this, the NFL Gambling Podcast Network. You have a gambling problem. But I'm not saying jot that phone number down, but you can do it if you want. Eh, Someone you know. Report someone you know. Report your bookie. That'd be a fun thing. Report. (laughs) Call the gambling hotline. and uh, Report your bookie that you owe money to. This, you know, a little degenerate doxing, if you will. All right, let's get to it. We are on to the bombs, bottom line bombs. We have a lot to get into, five big ones. We're going to start off with the doozy. We have Denver and the Jets in Denver. Uh, the line is minus one. What a line this is. The Broncos is, are just hilarious. They seem to come up every week on the show. So I love them. I love the Hackett, the coach. He's a moron. Russell Wilson, he's having quite an ending. I mean, just you can't keep your eyes off him. He's got, I don't, I don't know what's going on with him yet. At first, I don't know. Here's the thing with Russell Wilson. He seems very corny, obviously, which is rare for a star quarterback. You know, he's married to a hot celebrity, CR or whatever. And uh, you rarely see the corny quarterback. You've seen dorks, but if you've seen like the dad, Christian, vapid kind of Kirk Cousins, you've seen like the meatheads, but corny quarterback, star quarterback is rare. Like he's doing the cheerleading on the sidelines. He makes like those really weird cringe videos of he put one out this week when he's like calls himself Mr. Unlimited. He's like, we all need a second personality or a god what? Right? An alter ego, right? Miss so I'm Mr. Unlimited. And he's smiling. He's got Sierra pitching out shit like they're they just one where they're showing outfits at a table with ten family members, but you couldn't see what they were looking at in the phone. So just reacting like, what is going on? But you couldn't look away. I don't, I'm, it's getting to the point where I was liking him, laughing at him, then liking him. Now I'm kind of concerned for his well-being. Not, and I'm not talking about his health status. He might not even play this week. I don't really care. He'll play. He's got to play. He's fuck. You know why? Because he's, he's not human. He's a rope. He's either a robot. Here's the thing with Russell Wilson. He's either a robot, an alien impersonating a football player, an athlete, you know, a little bit off, kind of weird. Like he's just what he thinks we think players are. Or he's got a cult leader. He's kind of, he's kind of got a cult. Have you seen that? He's got a look in his eyes and he's wearing robes and like that table of fucking cousins and family members. And everyone's just Christian and just, and not like one of those cool new sex cults that you see on Netflix or that everyone's fascinated with. This is like the Legion of Mass Suicide cults. There might be a horrible massacre <laughs> in Colorado this year. What a, what a way this Broncos season might 
<laughs> I'm laughing at mass suicide now because uh, eh, it used to be more in fashion back in the day. Your Wacos and your Jim Joneses. Mass suicide. They don't really do that much anymore. Maybe Russell Wilson can bring back the old mass suicide cult. Everyone likes the sex cults. Let's bring back that mass suicide cult, and I think Russell Wilson might do it. I might join him if I take the Broncos again, which I'm about to do. <laughs> but you look in his face, and he has like a rescue me. I think that he's even... I don't know if he's a cult leader or he's part of the cult and he's just being thrown out there by a cult leader. That's what it probably is. I don't know who's got it. It's not Elway, but someone in Colorado is controlling what's going on in Russell Wilson. He's like speaking in code. What a press conference when they got that horrible game versus the Colts they lost. And then he's like, Bronco Nation, let's ride. I think that's code. I think he was talking to us. Or he's talking to the local rangers. Do cops ride horses in Colorado? I imagine they do. I imagine there's some horseback cops out there. There's got to be on the fucking range and shit. That's who he's talking to. Bronco Nation. There's no distinction. He's talking to the cops. Come get me. Let's ride. Save me from my ranch. Get him out of there. Sierra's cousin. Sell before they kill themselves. <laughs> oh, man. It's getting weird. Because now we're all in agreement that Russell Wilson's terrible. We weren't like that before. In the summer, everyone's like, what a signing by Denver. Now it looks like the worst signing ever. And now we're like, yeah, he just sucks. <laughs> I don't think he can't, he can't be this bad. He can't. Because he's not. And what's kind of weird is how everyone agreed about it. Like last week, they, they lost another one on Monday Night Football to the Chargers. There was that play. In, it looked like it was going to be a tie. Three minutes ago in overtime, and then they fumbled the punt. And that's the only way the Chargers could win if they just got a turnover there. And what happened? The guy called for a fair catch, and the Charger guy pushed the Bronco defense blocker into the return man to, to cause him to fumble. I thought it was illegal. I thought it was an agreed upon illegal play. But we all decided, yeah, we don't want Russell Wilson to win. We don't want to tie. We don't want anything to do with Russell Wilson. We're just going to let it go. And no one brought it up. Then apparently the rule, because there was this clip, there was this clip from the Super Bowl 30. Where that happened, Pittsburgh Dallas won the one Daniel won the Neil Donald Super Bowl. And Bill Cowers like and they turned it over and Pittsburgh did that. They shoved the Dallas guy into it. And like and referees tell him, like, now nah, you can't do that. And Bill Cowers like, that's not a rule. And like, nah, it is. It's a rule. Like, really? Okay. All right, it's a rule. And it's a pretty famous clip. And the exact same thing fucking happened here. And they're like, ah, it's Russell Wilson. Let's just let it go. You can turn it over. Apparently, the rule is, which is a great NFL rule. I looked into it a little more. For my bombs. I do some research here. I'm bringing the papers and the passions research. I had a good week of practice here. Excited. After our four in one week, bounce back. Um, if a guy calls for a fair catch and the, and the blocker is just standing there, you can't push him into him. But if he's engaged with you, if he's tussling, if you're doing a little tussle, then you can throw him into him and fuck up his catch. How is that the rule? How does that make any sense? I mean, it breaks, it breaks. The entire spirit of the fair catch. Well, I didn't bring it into him. He did. I just happened to shove him with all my momentum into him. You caused the you caused the interruption. That's like when a bully or an older brother is like grabs your hand and starts slapping you in the face. Like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? I'm not. Stop hitting yourself. I don't know why you're hitting yourself. Hey, mom. Hey, referee, mom. Don't you see he's hitting himself? I don't know. I just can't, I can't believe that. But we're like, ah, fuck it. Russell Wilson sucks. So what are we going to do? Oh, 
so now they're uh, so that's it. So they had another primetime game. We can't get rid of uh, Denver in a primetime. So this is what's going on. So now they're so now it's another game where everyone's just so sick of Denver. Where like, you're disgusting. I don't want to look at you anymore. So now they're only laying one point to the Jets at home. They have to beat the Jets at home. I just love how angry everyone is at Denver. There was an article in Yahoo last night. The headline, I'm not lying, said, Russell Wilson owes us an apology. He owes us. Me and you. <laughs> People watching him for free. He owes us. Not his boss or his teammates. He owes us. He does. He doesn't fucking owe you shit. He might owe a cult leader, though. He might do that. He'll owe me, too, actually, if they lose to the Jets. $200 plus the juice, Russ. Venmo me. <laughs> and these Jets, I mean, you're, you're talking about a sell high in the Jets, buy low in Denver. This is an easy situation for me. Um, Jets beat Green Bay and Green Bay. Green Bay's a disaster right now. Good for the Jets. They they weren't that great. A little block punt, the whole defense. The Packers were terrible. Uh, and the Jets are winning on smoke and mirrors, too. Good, good for them. They're on the yup. Nope, nope. That's great. Sauce Gardner catching that cheese. That was pretty funny. The Jets won in Green Bay and that rookie cornerback Sauce Gardner, who everyone loves. Uh, he took a cheese head off somebody and he was wearing a cheese head around and uh, two in a lap, rubbing it in. And then I think Alan Lazar, someone from the Packers, like ripped it off his head. Angry. They acted like, they acted like he desecrated the flag wearing a fucking cheese head. Hey! You take styrofoam cheese serious. We're fucking cheese. We have cheese in our blood clots. You don't wear like he like he just like he burnt the flag of a nation. I don't even want to talk about Kaepernick. Imagine if Kaepernick took a knee on a cheese head. Wow. Then oh my God. Don't step in this country ever again. All right. Where were we? Who knows? Uh so anyway, we're going with Denver Broncos minus one. Mass suicide. Drink the Gatorade one more time. Ooh, I love it. Russ, let's ride. Mm, I felt good. That first bomb felt good. All right, let's get into the second one here. We got Kansas City, San Francisco, another big, big game. Bouncing off that KC loss that we had. A rematch of Super Bowl, whatever it was, a couple years ago. Kansas City beat San Francisco. This was the game uh, where San Francisco decided they had enough of Jimmy Garoppolo because he overthrew a guy at the end of the game when he could have won. Never mind that the defense gave up like 17 points in the fourth quarter or 24, whatever it was. It was Garoppolo's point. I don't know. They fucking hate Garoppolo. Now, a few shows back, I talked about the brilliance that San Francisco did to Jimmy G by negging him and openly saying they didn't want him. You know? Like, uh, Who's that VH1 dating guy? Mystique. Remember him? We talk about how to pick up girls and you neg them. Call them pieces of shit. You call them whores. They love it. That's what San Francisco did to Jimmy G. They negged him and said, we don't want you. But yet, like an abusive boyfriend, they wouldn't let, him, they wouldn't let her leave. I'm calling Jimmy G a girl now. I shouldn't do that. Uh, they wouldn't let Jimmy G leave. They forced him to stay on the roster and back up Trey Lance, who of course got hurt. So now... They have to start Garoppolo every week in key. And they both hate each other openly. That's a bad situation. That's like when you break up, but you're still going to continue the lease. That's not a good situation. We still got to live together because we're on the lease. But uh, 
We're going to date other people and try to make it work and hate each other openly. <laughs> That's not how you want to live. So I kind of liked it at first because the Niners created a revenge. See, a fun motivation is when you have a revenge angle. A team gets rid of you. They say they don't want you. They go somewhere else, and then, and then you play against them, and they have a revenge. Like, oh, you don't want me? I'll show you. They put a little extra effort. So San Francisco decided, what if we can get our own quarterback to have revenge against us every week? Then we'll get 16 revenge games. Kind of brilliant. But what they didn't uh, factor in, and I didn't either when I had took them versus Denver, which I can't believe Denver beat San Francisco in retrospect. Um, another way to get revenge against your own team is to absolutely sabotage <laughs> the game, which he did a couple nights, a couple weeks ago, and then did everything he can to single handedly lose the game. There's nothing you can do because you're stuck with them because you're stuck with the lease. So he's, uh, you know, it was kind of a genius plan. So now. The Niners are kind of aware of this, that he can either go for us, revenge against us, or he really go against us and try to take everyone down. So now the Niners players who like Jimmy G are kind of realizing what's happening and they're getting the hell out of Dodge and they're going on to the injury report. They have massive injuries. They're getting some back. There's a reason why this line's only two and a half because I think Bosa is going to be back, but it's 71 players on the injury list. How's that even fucking possible? The roster's only 56 men deep. <laughs> they were signing players just to get them hurt. They're going to the hospital here. Come on. We'll give you a contract. Just be hurt for us. Anyway, the point is Jimmy G's handsome cancer. I like to call it it's starting to spread. He's a handsome man. Uh, it's like a labor strike going on out there. It's an upheaval. They're signing Tevin Coleman. I mean, they're, they're signing all kinds. Bringing back the old band, William Floyd's kid, baby bar none. <laughs> That's for a few people. Remember William Floyd fullback for the Niners? He used to call him, his nickname was bar none. Cause he said he's bar none. The best fullback in the league. All right. There's only three of you, but okay. Whoever can fill out a roster, you know, just to make union requirements. So we'll see. I don't know. I like, uh, I like Kansas city here. Minus two and a half against the sabotage of the handsome cancer that is Jimmy G coming off the loss, coming off our only single loss from last week. We'll bomb it. Kansas city minus two and a half. Go right back to him. Bomb it. Yes. All right. Real quick. And we'll be right back. Uh, no house advantage. It's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play pin a pick 'em contest. Select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard with shot win big money every day. <clears throat> it's got all kinds of sports: NFL, MMA, PGA, NASCAR. Those are the fun sports events. Sign up now with promo code SGPN and NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get. First deposit match of up to $25. Make sure to check No House Advantage today. Experience the daily fantasy sports redefined. Babble. If you're like me, there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school. It's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a learning language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, 
you can finally cross-learn that new language off your list. Cross-learning that new language off your list. Um, yeah, I regret not taking a language in school. How about Spanish? How is Spanish not taught in every school from kindergarten on when, I don't know, our brains can absorb things like a sponge? It should be taught like any, like skipping and jump. In high school, in uh, kindergarten, I was a member. You could hop, hop, skip, and jump. I could never skip. Never taught to skip. Anyway. But Spanish would be nice to know. Half the country already fucking speaks it. It would, it would just help. Instead, I took Latin. That was very helpful. It'll help you with your SATs. Great. SATs are worthless anyway. First of all, it doesn't help you with your SATs. What a fucking dumb choice Latin was. It was impossible. Three years of Latin. I, I can't count to ten in Latin. Took three full years in it. I could write you a letter. I could write you a 20-page letter in Latin. I can't speak it because it's a fucking dead language. I wonder if I can get that in Babel. Anyway. <laughs> now I'm a man in a box reading ads. This is, this is getting out of hand. Babel sure loves this copy I'm taking. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babel language for life. All right. Let's get into two more bombs here. We got, uh, we just gave you Denver minus one, Kansas City two and a half. And now we're going on to some bigger spreads. We're going to go into uh, Sunday night game, Miami, Pittsburgh. Line is seven. Miami, um, They've been interesting. We've been on them the last couple of weeks, for them and against them. We've been zigging and zagging. One time we were with them. They've been getting screwed by the system that they created, basically, with the two injury. They treat they they treated that two injury so poorly, and everyone saw that new rules were made just because of that. He had a concussion. They put him out there four days later. Got slammed down again. He he later came out just did, like recently too. He said he doesn't remember getting carted off. He doesn't remember anything. That's not good. Um, anyway, so then they had this rule. They added, so now there's spotters. If they see you stumble, a third party spotters, if they see you, you know, how we will wobble, you're out of the game, no questions asked. So the next week, Miami goes to the Jets, and some spotter spots Teddy Bridgewater stumbling, although no cameras saw it, but some fucking asshole from Weehawken who they hire. I mean, is, is this, can we get a background check on these spotters? Are they, Objective. So he so they'd put some rookie in and they get blown out by the Jets. Now the next week, <clears throat> because Bridgewater's in his protocol, there's a spotter put him in. He's now the backup. The rookie Skyler goes in there. Another injury. First quarter. Who knows what happens? Bridgewater's back in there. So they kind of gained the system. What they did was, which was kind of smart, Miami's learning under this injury spotter system. Put your best quarterback on the bench. Because the first guy's coming out, no matter what. There's going to be an injury. They're going to spot an injury, whatever. Save your good ones to the end. Because then they, you have no choice, but you have to play them. Problem was, Bridgewater didn't have a week of practice, and they lost to the Vikings, which is good. We were on those Vikings. Um, so now two is coming back. So they might have to hide him in a costume or something. So no stones in spot. I mean, put him third straight. I don't know what you got to do. But he's coming back. And he's going to change a lot of things here. Um, although I don't like to, who knows how two is going to come back, but it's at Sunday night in Miami. 
I, I like this. Coach McDaniels, too. Someone's going on this Dolphin. Dolphins got a Dolphins are going ready for a big bounce back win. And I is it Mike McDaniels, whatever this young coach that everyone everyone loved at first because like, he was like the cool guy. He's a weird. He's like the, he's like the he's a young kid. He does jokes. He tries to. He's like the cool like I don't know, like step boyfriend. Like your your mom's dating a new guy and he's trying to relate to the kids and try to be cool. So he buys them stuff and he quotes rap. Like yeah, I know logic. What? Get out of here. <laughs> They fooled them last week. The Dolphins fooled them. They, they got rid of the pool table in the locker room and they told Tyreek Hill did this, right? Tyreek Hill said, told them that, ah, we wanted, cause we wanted to concentrate more. That's what they told McDaniels. McDaniels was all gushing. Like, ah, oh, he called me dad. Can you believe that? Honey, he called me dad. I know I'll never be his dad again. And he says at a press conference, what a leader. Wanted to, they wanted to focus up. So they got a new, they got rid of the ping pong table. Turns out that wasn't correct at all. They, they, they lied to him. Tyreek Hill laughed his ass off. They wanted to get a new pool ping pong table. That's all. <laughs> a new pimped out dolphin ping pong table. The other one was uh, dented. <laughs> you actually thought Tyreek Hill was worried. We wanted to study more. He runs a four one. He doesn't study anything. He runs by everybody. Good for him. Um, so I love that they lied to him. <laughs> and we fell for it. I fell for it, but I didn't because we went against him because of it. Because this is a ridiculous thing anyway. Um, Pittsburgh also has some brain injury quarterback situation. They got Kenny Pickett has a concussion. Trubisky turns out that it was benched because this story came out that people just hate him. Deontay Johnson, they screamed at him, hate him. Like, why don't you throw me the balls? You stepped out of bounds. Fuck you, Mitch Trubisky. There's nothing better than cursing out Mitch Trubisky. If you're a fan, if you're a teammate, if you're an opponent, he's just one of those guys, Mitchell Trubisky, who's built to be yelled at and called a piece of shit. You can, you can let your child curse at Mitch Trubisky. It's like, it's guilt-free heckling. <laughs> Fuck you, Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Miami. So we're going to go with Miami minus seven versus Pittsburgh. And hopefully we can go back to calling him dad. And we'll have a new step road. Step that. I don't know how that works. Miami Dolphins minus seven detonate it. my notes. I'm bringing my paper and passion again. Paper and passion. All right. The other big spread is Tampa Bay and Carolina. This is a fun game. Tampa Bay is uh, not great right now. They just lost to those Pittsburgh Steelers who are brutal. And uh, they're eight point favorites on the road. Tom Brady is speaking of uh, stepdads. He's getting divorced from Giselle and he's really leaning into this, leaning into this divorce life. You know, he's skipping practices. He's doing bad, bad dad jokes on the podcast and just, he's just, he's whatever. He went to, he's getting a lot of shit for going to Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday night before the Steelers game. Like, like that's the reason why they lost. It was in New York. Hilarious that he went there to the wedding. <laughs> like, fuck it. I'm Tom Brady. How bad? How, what am I going to do on a Friday night at a hotel in Pittsburgh? He's going to New York. Yeah, the travel's going to cost me. You know, I get, I get fucking levitated into the stadium. I'm Tom Brady. I'm an alien to begin with. 
How about Robert Kraft having a fall wedding as a football owner? He's a football owner. He owns the Patriots. And he has a fall wedding? People like to give him shit. That's, a, that's, a, that's an old take. Actually. That's a hack take. The bro's like, you don't have a fall wedding during football season? Actually, I kind of like Robert Kraft having that wedding in the fall because that was the only way to guarantee that Bill Belichick wouldn't show up. Bill Belichick did not show up because he had to go beat the Browns. Whatever, Bill. We don't want you here anyway. Of course, Tom Brady's showing up. He's not going to miss an 81-year-old billionaire slow dancing to his nurse to <laughs> Bon Jovi singing always. What a fucking creep Robert Kraft is getting married in his 80s to someone who's 40. <laughs> Tom Brady couldn't say that he was, listen, listen, Bob, I know you did a lot of things for me. But I can't, I uh, can't make it because I have a game. You know, I can't do it. I have a game on Sunday. Robert Kraft would fly down to Florida to get a full release, happy ending, at some Asian massage parlor the day of the AFC Championship game. You can't. He makes the commitment. You can't tell me. You can't come to my wedding. <laughs> what a fucking! I was gonna Robert Kraft. You're watching him slow dance with this sucker. Really not think about him getting him getting busted at a massage parlor, getting a, getting an old man towel hand job. Disgusting. So Tampa Bay has to bounce back. They go to Carolina now, back-to-back road games. Not great. Why are we playing Tampa Bay if they're so bad? And they are bad. Their line is not doing well right now. And they're laying 11? That's a huge number. I'll tell you why. Because Carolina is a disaster right now. They are full-fledged disaster. They fired their coach, Matt Rule, and now, I mean, what is going on over there? It's like it, their team is right now, it's like the beginning of uh, Lean on Me, the high school Lean on Me. <laughs> their sideline is fucking nuts. There's brawls going out. Their players are tagging their benches and spray painting. It's like they're kicking people off, trading them, getting them out of there. They're a cross between Wildcats and Lean on Me in Carolina with uh, Goldie Hawn as the coach. So now they have Morgan Freeman. He's their coach. Before Morgan Freeman cleaned up Lean on Me. That's what Carolina is. Um, who's their coach? Steve Wilkes. Steve, Wil- Steve Wilkes is uh, Morgan Freeman. He's Batman. They used to call him a crazy Joe. Now they call him a Batman. Steve Wilkes is an angry black man. He's, he's suing the Cardinals. He's suing the <laughs> He's suing Arizona. You know, for discrimination, and I'm, and I'm not against him on that. I'm sure he was discriminated against. It's the NFL we're talking about. So they brought him in. They, he's the intern coach of Carolina, and right now he's just in cleanup mode. The beginning of Lean on Me, just let's root out the fucking. They're ready to trade McCaffrey. What? What are they doing? He's uh, Chris McCaffrey's kid, Ray. If you remember Lean on Me, he's the white drug dealer. We got to get him out of here. You'll be dead in a week. You'll be dead in a year, kid, Ray. You'll be dead in a year. You got to do what I got to (laughs) do. So now he's just getting all the criminals, putting them in the cars. All right, stand up. You're all kicked out. That's what's going on right now in Carolina. They're bringing Sam's up into the rooftop. You smoke crack, don't you? What a great movie Lean On Me is. I got to rewatch that. Then when they sing Lean On Me at the end, oh, come on. As a white, young teenager, I was moved. The spirit moved me there. Watching that on Prism. Um, 
Yeah, they kicked out Robbie. <laughs> Robbie Anderson had a blow up on the sideline. <clears throat> kicked him off the field. That's rare in professional football. That's why that's how crazy things are going on there. And uh his quotes were hilarious. He was just, he he was obviously a problem. Temple went to Temple, which I love. The guy was confused. This is Robbie Anderson now. I was confused. I wanted to be in the game. I was never told to not be in the game in my whole career. So I was upset, as I should be. I love him not admitting guilt. As I should be. I should have told that coach to fuck off. <laughs> oh. Then he goes, I was told not to play. I don't know anyone with competitive nature who wouldn't be upset about that, especially when you did nothing wrong. So I did nothing wrong. Well, okay. Now we're going to trade Arizona. That's how bad things are there. That Wilkes, who's suing Arizona, Morgan Freeman, had to call Arizona, like, just take this. Just take Sam's off our hand. <clears throat> Actually, Sam's turns around. Kid Ray. <laughs> so bad. And their quarterback, P they threw P.J. Walker out there. Oh, my God. What is <laughs> what was that last week versus the Rams? PJ Walker, that was some I they I can't believe they're gonna throw him out there again. You're better off getting uh who was the one for Wildcats? Lavender Bird Williams. Lavender Bird. He he remember he was the Goldie Hawn had to convince him to play. He was the bad he wore a trench coat. In the 80s, if you wore a trench coat, you know, that meant you were bad news. And Bird Williams was a <laughs> He'd be better than PJ Walker. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, so it is an absolute fucking mess down there. Lean on me. Sometimes you won't laugh. You got to drop a bomb and lay 11 on the road. Tampa Bay minus 11. Wildcats lean on me. Bomb it. Come on. There it is. All right. One more block ad, and then we will be back. <clears throat> Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Gives you complete coverage of college football and pro football with red zone and games in 4K. No extra charge. There's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel anytime. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com backslash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash S-G-P. That is a good system, like I said. Do not do those virus sites that all ruin your computer. You know, the general porn sites. That was my favorite thing when uh, Pokemon Go passed porn at one point for the most Google search term. And my question was, who is still searching for the general word porn? <laughs> Just divorce dads. P-O, okay, I'll hit the first one. It gives my computer the most viruses. Anyway, don't give your computer virus and get yourself Fubo TV is what I'm trying to say. You like that ad, Fubo? Okay. Uh, Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? I ask this every week because that's on the copy. That's a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can compare different sign-up codes and promo codes and sports books and get the best deal and provide player stats, key stats, injury reports, weather, handicapping, bet tracking. Stats. You go to OddsTrader back, OddsTrader.com backslash BlueWire. OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And we are back. All right. Well, here we go. We are blowing through this show. So far, we have given out four bombs. Really? Wow, this is great. 
Am I going too fast? Am I uh, stumbling? I don't, I don't, that is a thing. Bill's right. I don't, when you have no audience, no, you don't really know what's going on. You're just screaming into a microphone. Uh, we've given out four bombs. Let's just recap those real quick. I've given out Denver minus one, Kansas City minus two and a half, Miami minus seven, and Tampa Bay minus 11. And now we're going to our last bomb. I don't really have a, much of a bid on this. Let's just wrap it up because then I'm going to get the Survivor and Man in a Box. Because Man in a Box is becoming my segment. People are all, really <laughs> reacting to that. I don't know what to say. Mm, God. Okay. Um, Jacksonville Giants. The line is Jacksonville minus three. Weird line. Giants are five and one. As we said, we're doing a promo code NFC Beast. 20% off until the Giants lose their next game. It's going to be Sunday. They're losing to Jacksonville. Giants are a fraud. We all know Giants are a fraud. Everyone knows the Giants are a fraud, which is fine. I don't mind frauds as long as they know they're frauds. And when they know it, they can ride it. But now they're starting to, re- now they're starting to be- think they're an actually good team, which that's where it gets dangerous. New coach Brian Drabel, is that his name? Jaboli? I don't fucking Drabel, right? He's all the rage. He was fun. He's still, he's good. Obviously, he's good. I might just show you how bad Joe Judge was. But also, he's likable. He's out there. He's like, Farley, he's bouncing around. He's affable. He's overweight. He's making fun things. He's an idiot. But, you know, players rally around. Players like that shit. And good for him. Good for the Giants. I don't actually root against, even as an Eagles fan, I don't root against the Giants. Except when we play them. I mean, the Cowboys, yes. But Giants, they, they really, whatever. But now you see Drable's like press conference. He's like talking like an actual coach, like a real coach. Like, whoa, 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 slow down. What's this? It's not as fun. You know, that's what fucked up uh, Rex Reed. You know, Rex Reed was snacks and shit. Then he got the, then he got the HBO show. And first, and then he started like, you know, making ridiculous promises and calling plays. Like, whoa, whoa, Rex Reed, you're a fucking idiot. You're the foot fetish fucking let's have a snack guy. Let's not uh, talk X's and O's here. So Jaboli starts talking in coach speak, and I don't like it. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, this is get out of here. Plus, this is just this is just what has to happen. Jacksonville has to fucking lose. I mean, Jacksonville has to beat the Giants. The Giants and Jets have to lose this week because there's nothing worse in October when the Giants and Jets come off the surprising starts and New York post, uh-oh, both team New York teams. New York loves shoving their awful garbage teams down our throats. And the cover of the post and their puns and the post puns. I like the New York Post, but I mean, there's just nothing worse than it. And everyone knows it's a joke. So if the Jets lose to Denver and the Giants lose to Jacksonville, that's it. They need to shut the fuck up for about a month. Go watch the Yankees lose to the Astros, whatever it is. Cry about the Mets. But you cannot talk after losing to Jacksonville. And uh, that's what's going to happen. That's it. <laughs> I don't really have much of an analysis. I don't really have much of a bit. I mean, I could get into the New York bit, but I don't really want to. Is that okay? Is that a, is that a, is <laughs> Oh my God. I've drive. I'm driving crazy. Telling my audience. I don't want to talk about this. Well, then why'd you bring it up? CJ? Why are you? You're the one who brought it up. You think we want to talk about Jacksonville giants? No, we don't want to hear about it. And you don't even want to talk about it. Make a commitment. I can't, can't do it. Let's just say Jacksonville stops the run very well. The Giants like to run the ball. Daniel Jones cannot throw the ball. So that's advantage Jacksonville. 
Giants also can't stop the run. I think Jacksonville will run the ball, even though Travis Etienne is kind of a thing or not a thing. I don't know what's a thing. Um, Jacksonville, I think we're going to load. Well, we're not going to load number. It's minus three for a five and one, a five and one Giants team. I don't know how to keep fucking winning these games. They're the ultimate luck box, and that's why I believe it. Anyway, let me get. I'm, why am I going back to the analysis? I just, I just told you guys I don't want to talk about this. See what happens. Let's just do it. Fifth bomb, Jacksonville minus three. Hit it. All right. And uh, that is our five bottom line bombs. Just to recap real quick, that's Denver minus one, Kansas City two and a half, Miami minus seven, Tampa Bay 11, and Jacksonville minus three. All five favorites. Not great. But I like I like these picks. I'm not, I don't feel... Uh, too terrible like that one time. I felt pretty bad about it. Uh, survivor pick, if you're still in a survivor mode. Mode. Uh, a couple of good picks out there. There's um, a lot of people like Vegas. I would not touch Vegas. I would not touch Dallas versus Detroit. Vegas versus Houston. Uh, I like New England versus the Bears on Monday night. There's just no way. Belichick is losing to Justin Fields. He loves horrible quarterbacks. And I'm not even saying. I'm, I feel bad ripping on Justin Fields. He, he's very likable. But, I mean, God, the Bears don't like him, apparently. <laughs> I think the problem with the Bears was, uh, as Eric Acosta points out, uh, shout out to Eric Acosta, um, I don't think the Bears, when the Bears were drafting Justin Fields, they, they forgot to ask him if he's good at football. Mistake on their part. During the interview process, that question should have came up. Hey, Justin, real quick, before we draft you, are you good at, are you good at this? Can you play football? We should have... We just assumed because you know you played at our state and all that, but are you good at it? Eh, I don't think he is. Anyway, Patriots should take care of business and win a Monday night if you want to do that. Um, that's your survivor pick of the week. Now let's get to the man in the box segment. That is uh we'll wrap up the show. The show at the end where I realize I am a man in a box screaming into a microphone by myself. About something unrelated to football. My my goal is to get the show successful enough where we can have the rights for the Allison Chains Man in the Box song to play during the segment. Wouldn't that be great? Because I'm a man. Can I even sing part of that? Or is that cost? Is that going to cost us money, Sean? The big man? They don't know. They have me in a box. I'm going to be on Sean Green and Ryan's show next. Bob Props. The big boy table. That'll be fun when they let me out of the box. And other people can see me. <laughs> Allison Chains, Man in a Box. Great song. Funny story about that. Um, I was dry when uh, the lead singer died of Allison Chains. What's his name? Lane Staley. I was driving up from South Jersey to North Jersey to Weehawk into a party, to a house party. Uh, I don't know a bunch of friends up there living. And I heard the news on the radio. Lane Staley died on the radio. And then uh, it was like some other radio station. And then I misheard it. I thought they said James Taylor died and that he OD'd. The folk singer, James Taylor of uh, Fire and Rain fame. <laughs> so I went to that house party thinking James Taylor died. And I went and spread the rumor that James Taylor died. And I was like, what? Really? How? I'm like, OD'd. What? James Taylor OD'd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had some sadness, man. I'm telling you. You got a friend. He was talking about heroin. Um, 
was pre-internet back when you could, we had to work for your trolling. I wasn't doing it on purpose, but like you could spread rumors like at a house party. A lot of house party rumor spreads were fun on the weekends. I would do that with boxing matches a lot during school. Like Roy Jones lost. What? Roy Jones lost. Yep. Can't believe it. Cause it would be happening out in, you know, Vegas. We're on the East coast. So it would be happening on Vegas. So it'd be happening in the middle of the night. Mike Tyson lost. Mike Tyson lost. Yeah. No way for you to find out. Is there? You couldn't find, not till the next day would you find out that, oh, that asshole was lying. Tyson didn't lose. He won in fucking a minute and a half. But you were long gone. That was the beauty of it. <laughs> anyway, James Taylor still alive. Lane Staley, not Allison Chains. I'm the man in the box. It's weird talking to a microphone by yourself like this. Uh, it's a different format. I have to get used to it. I've, I ne- I'll never criticize anyone ever again who does a one-man show on Toe Box because you just don't. It's just weird. Kelly Dwyer. Uh, he's a music guy. Basketball writer. Used to write for Yahoo. KD on Hoops, if you want to follow him on Twitter. He's a great, great writer. I subscribe to his newsletter, The Second Arrangement. You should, too. Shout out to Kelly Dwyer. Big music. He's a vinyl record kind of music guy. That's his angle. Whatever. Um... Anyway, I subscribe to his newsletter, and he does a podcast with the newsletter, and it's just him strumming his guitar, talking, and I made fun of it one time, saying it sounds like a terrorist host- a hostage thing, and uh, I was wrong. I want to apologize to you, Kelly. Great guy. Give him a shout-out. Subscribe to his uh, thing. Support independent writers. He's actually, he's fucking hilarious. Hilarious writer. And then, you know, he knows his uh, basketball, fun retro basketball. That's enough of a plug for Kelly Dwyer. Anyway, why did I t- <laughs> This is what happens when you're the man in a box. You fucking lose your goddamn mind up here. Like, like I said, when there's no audience, you don't know what's going on. You can see, I see my brain deteriorating away from me. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's an isolated format. It's kind of like chess players, like genius chess. Like I say, genius chess players because the game is so isolated and they play it throughout their minds and then they become their own opponent and they know the board, they play themselves and eventually they go crazy. And they deteriorate their mind, and, and they, you know, a lot of them go homeless or racist, like Bobby Fisher. Bobby, Bobby Fisher's like this crazy racist guy who lives in Iceland or something. Like, imagine being that good that you just fucking, you're just allowed to be a horrible person like that. Yeah, he's Bobby Fisher, though. He's a genius. What can you do? Kind of like, kind of like I don't support what Kanye's saying, but I kind of, from afar, kind of get, like, kind of laugh at how. I think Kanye's just like pushing how far he could go because of what they think he's a musical genius. Eh, let's see if I can say I like Hitler. See if they respond to that at all. Nope, still not canceled. Okay. <laughs> uh, yep. So that's me. I'm a genius chess player. Is what I'm trying to say. But uh, instead, I I rant, <laughs> I rant about three team parlays and uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Good God. I am creating my own reality here in this box. Oh, speaking of music, there's a lot of things I wanted to talk about for this uh, version of Man in a Box. Did I, even though I'm already talking about it. Baseball playoffs is going on right now. I could talk about that. I could talk about my neighbor, Judy. I could talk about walking around Runyon. I'll keep with the music theme with baseball players. Baseball playoffs players. 
The Phillies are in the NLCS with the uh, Padres are tied 1-1, although they just fucking blew it yesterday up 4-0, and then Noel let his brother get a hit. That series, woof, oh, whatever. It'll be a fun one. It'll be a fun series. They've adopted the song uh, Dancing on My Own by Robin. Baseball teams will do that. They'll adopt a song or they'll celebrate. Hockey teams do it occasionally. The Blues did it with Gloria. Robin's Dancing on My Own, is be- that's a banger. It's better than Gloria because they didn't steal it from Wolf on Wall Street. Um, it's a good song, although it's one of those things where you're going to hate it. That's the thing with baseball playoffs. They make you hate. That's one thing when they adopt a song, you're going to hate it. Cause then you see everyone, everyone else getting involved. Remember the 93 Phillies. They did, uh, they adopted uh hoot. There it is by 95 South. And I remember watching this old men with a cane hoot. There it is. Hoot. There it is. Like, okay, this might've jumped the shark. Not to be confused with tag teams. Hoop, there it is. When Geico did that ad, brought tag team back in, 95 South left on the fucking, left on the highway. Left on 95 South, if you will. While tag team ripped rewards. I used to think that was a battle. I used used to get mad because I used to like, 95 South was first. But tag team's hoop was better than hoop. If you look it up. 95 South was the GoBots and Tag Team was the Transformers. Like, GoBots was technically first, but Transformers was just better. So nobody cared. If you were a GoBot, which I was, you were a fucking nerd. Yeah, GoBots were first. Who cares? Transformers are better and bigger. Hump, there it is. So I used to I used to fight the cause for 95 South. <laughs> there it is over tag team super. Turns out they both stole it from some Atlanta DJ. It's not like it's not like either one of them came with the original. They're both fucking frauds. Look at me. Look at me in a box getting mad about them. Uh <laughs> there it is. Origin licensing rights. What? Oh man. Yeah, baseball teams love adopting songs. White Sox, when they won their World Series with Ozzie Gann, they got they, they don't stop believing. Steve Perry came in. All of a sudden, he's wearing a White Sox. Ruined the entire championship. My great friend, Pat Bryce, RIP. It, it killed him, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was a hard thing, but eventually. But I think, it, I think it was Steve Perry ruining his White Sox. Southsider. Grew up and born and raised in Bridgeport. Shout out to Bernie Bryce. Bridgeport policeman. Retired now, of course. And Mary Alice, the wonderful Rose Mary Alice. Um, but yeah, wait, his whole life for the White Sox to win the World Series. They do it. And all of a sudden, who's in, who's in the camera celebrating with Carnerico? But fucking Steve Perry. <laughs> and he's not a White Sox fan. He, he fucking jumped ship and went to San Francisco immediately. He's not even from Chicago. But hey, here's my song. I'll come in there and ruin all your memories. Pat couldn't take it. He died. All right, Bing. Um, so anyway, so that's what's happening in the baseball playoffs. They're adopting songs. Oh, I am a man in a box. I should, I should wrap this up. Oh, God. I love the baseball. I'll finish off with the baseball playoffs. I'll, I won't, I'll, I'll talk about walking and Judy next week. <laughs> Teams are complaining because the playoff system is flawed. They like saying because the Dodgers and the Mets and the Braves all won 100 games, and they are not advancing. Yes, best of five is short. But if you wanted a true baseball series, they say the numbers, you'd have to have like a best of like 29 
and we're not going to watch that. Okay? We don't care. It's been like this. It's just that the way you, the way that it affects big teams, now the system's fucked up. If, if someone else, last year when the Dodgers beat the Giants, the Giants, that should have, should have had a big hit. You didn't, you choked. Now that the Dodgers lost, it's like, ah, oh, this whole system needs fucking upheaved. <laughs> Dodger fans, I live in Los Angeles, that's why I'm bringing it up. Dodger fans are hilarious. They're so funny. They have no clue about anything. They're just like, wow, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Josh Hader. They probably think it's Bill Hader. The closer. San Diego got him. San Diego got him. We could have got him. Why don't we get him? Just get people. Get everybody. And then as soon as they lose, they act like they've never even heard of the Dodgers. They act like it's a fucking, like they're, like they were having an affair and they're embarrassed about it. Like, oh God, what, what is, I have a family to go home to. What was I thinking? Rooting for baseball. How embarrassing. Good Lord. Thank God this is over with. Baseball is definitely regional now. It's definitely not the national pastime. So now if once your team is out of it, you could just, <laughs> I'm not watching another pitch. I don't care who wins. I, don't even, I can't even believe they're still playing it. Dodger fans can't believe that Major League Baseball has the audacity to continue playing the sport without them. And uh, they do. We keep dancing on our own. Robin style. That's a banger. Good for her. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for the bottom line bombs. This NFL week seven. I gave you all the picks. Of course, it's Denver, Kansas City, Miami, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville. One, two and a half, seven, eleven, three. Uh, quick few plugs just personally. You can follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. That's CJ underscore Sullivan underscore was underscore taken. Uh, or cjsullivancomedy.com. You can see my dates. I'm actually going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin, I believe, November 3rd, that weekend. That'll be fun. I love Appleton. Skyline Comedy Club. Shout out. Uh, Blackout Diaries is another podcast I host with the wonderful, incredible Sean Flannery, Chicago comic. It's a drinking storytelling show. Check that out, Blackout Diaries. He does a live show out there in Chicago every week, and uh, it's amazing. About to record an episode right after this with Nick Vatterot, the hilarious Nick Vatterot. He tells a story about how he, uh, speaking of baseball, when the Cardinals won the World Series, he went out in Chicago and <laughs> wound up in the emergency room. His own neighbors called the ambulance because he was passed out in their front yard. He thought he was, they thought he was homeless. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, that's all that. Um, and I will now be on Sean Green and Ryan's prop show coming up after this, the big table. They're letting me out. Can you believe this? Thanksgiving with the adults, the man in the box, CJ Sullivan, play that techno. Get me out of here. Bye.